Hello, Houday Nation. It is your host, Garrett Staples of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the time is now. The playoff game is upon us tomorrow at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Season 3, Episode 5 of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to touch on the keys to winning this game. The oh-so-important injury report where the bug has kind of bitten the Bengals and who's back, who's not, who's been signed uh, to solidify this defensive line so the Bengals can march on to the AFC Championship game. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to get ready to uh, tap into this, and then also I'll be touching upon um, Brooke Ellenberger, the VP of Ticket Admittance for the Tennessee Titans, (laughs) and the stunt she pulled to try to negate Bengals fans to coming to Nissan Stadium and showing their support for your mighty Bengals. All right, folks, so let's go ahead and let's start with the injury report. The big one that everybody was concerned about, and I kind of wanted to wait before I did the podcast, is Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson, as you know, during the Raiders uh, game with the Bengals, the home playoff game, he uh, experienced a concussion and went into concussion protocol and pretty much missed uh, a nice amount of the second half of the playoff game. Trey Hendrickson has been cleared, which we all wanted to know about. He has practiced. He's had three days of practice, full practice. Uh, Zach Teller saying that Trey Hendrickson is a full goal. So that is huge news. Because if you didn't notice, which I surely did and everybody else did, when Trey Hendrickson went out of this game, this playoff game against the Raiders, you noticed a significant drop-off as far as the pass rush was concerned. The Bengals were having a problem generating pass rush. Uh, You took a look on the other side. Sam Hubbard was just gassed. When I say gassed, he, he, he was looking for oxygen on the sideline after each series. He just didn't have any more left in the, the tank. So his, his pass rushing buddy, Trey Hendrickson, it was so necessary uh, for this game to get after Ryan Tannehill, generate pressure, and not let him feel comfortable in the pocket. Moving right along as far as the injuries are concerned in the defensive line, big news with the loss of Larry, Larry Ogunjobi for the rest of the season, uh, Josh Topu, who had a knee injury. He is a full practice. He was a full practice as of Thursday. So that's huge um, behind B.J. Hill giving you depth and uh, also for D.J. Reader uh, to give him spells as far as stopping the run because uh, Topu is more of a run stopper, and we're going to need that because that will lead me also into talking about Derrick Henry and his return uh, for the Titans. And then for the wide receiver position for the Bengals, uh, Stanley Morgan, hamstring, he practiced. And for Charlie Goldsmith, he was reporting that Zach Teller said for both, um, 
Morgan and Josh Topu, they are both trending in the right direction. So they should be available, questionable but available, for the uh, playoff game, the divisional round in Nashville, Tennessee, at Nissan Stadium. And then moving right along, uh, additions to help solidify this, this run defense for the Bengals, Zach Kerr. Practice squad player from the Cardinals. The Bengals went ahead and signed him and brought him on over. And per Goldsmith again, Zach Taylor, there's a reasonable chance that we can work him into the mix, into the rotation for the defensive line. Because sometimes, you know, just five to ten plays where you can give your starters some rest during a high-intensity playoff game like per Joe Burrow, like he said, you know, where these guys are going to need, they can get winded, you know, especially the defensive line where they're they're expending so much energy. So that's key, just having the depth and having the rotation on your defensive line. So you're in a 4-3, your front four, your four down linemen, they're not playing the whole game and you can rotate your defensive linemen and keep them fresh for down the stretch of the second half of the game because... In a game with the Titans and with a team that is so it's so imperative for them to be able to run the ball and be physical, that's what they're built on with an, a physical offensive line up front that wants to get physical with a defensive line and push them around and pancake them. You got to have depth. And... Because when you think of the Titans and what they're built on, they're built on the run game and then to play action off of that and go to their big basketball receivers in A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, you need that depth. You need that rotation to keep them fresh. So when the second half comes around, comes around and hopefully the Bengals are leading in the second half, so you can have your starters and, and Trey Hendrickson, our pass rush guru, be able to be fresh down the stretch and be able to pin his ears back and get to the quarterback and hopefully have some game-changing strip fumbles, strip sack fumbles, or, or uh, a quarterback hit, a quarterback pressure that a Jesse Bates like last year is able to intercept the ball where Tannehill, he does not mind putting the ball in the air, sometimes forcing it into tight windows where he shouldn't, and the Bengals can get that signature turnaround and march on to the AFC championship game, ladies and gentlemen. All right. And then also the Bengals, they have potentially Doug Coaston, a three-technique defensive tackle. He'll remind you a little bit of that position as a pass-rushing defensive tackle that Geno Atkins uh, played. And we all know that Jesse Bates, he sent a text out to Geno trying to put a filler out there, trying to get Geno back to, to play a playoff game with the Bengals. So Coaston, he's the three technique, and he will be, be behind B.J. Hill, a hot B.J. Hill, who also generated some pressure against the Raiders and got a sack. All right, so... That's what we're looking at. And then looking at the Titans and their injury report, they're pretty much going to be very, very healthy. Just thinking that they didn't have to play the wild card round uh, with the new format 
for the playoffs in the uh, NFL with the extra added regular season game and the extra wild card, card spot, the number one seed is the only one that gets a first round bye. So that's that's huge. So it, I'll just go over the injury report, but they're relatively, besides Derrick Henry being the storyline, uh, just returning after nine games. Here are the names of the others on the injury report who will be uh, available for the Titans. Uh, defensive tackle, Tierra Tart. He has an ankle injury, but he's questionable. He's practiced, so he should be ready to go. Then you have cornerback Jack Rabbit Jenkins, where I think that's a little bit more important. Uh, he practiced Wednesday, and he, he gets some rest. Being He sounds like he's more of a veteran cornerback. Uh, gets a little rest during the week. He's uh, ready to go because I know that will be important with the concerns uh, and the threats that the Bengals have with the three-headed Trace Amigos as far as uh, three Amigos when you're talking about a Boyd chasing Higgins. So there's that. And then you have one more with a defensive tackle for the Titans, Naquan Jones, uh, knee injury. He he has a uh, he was a full practice and a full go. All right, so that is part one of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast, episode five. That's part one. So I'll be right back with you for part two. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone. This is Garrett Staples. I'm back for season three, episode five, part two of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast. Everyone, let's just dive in to the Titan ticket stealers, as I call them. (laughs) Uh, This is very funny to me. It's uh, a nice plot, a nice try, but it won't stop anything. So I'll just give this to you. The Titans uh, vice president of ticketing, Brooke Ellenberger admitted that fans making the four-hour trip from Cincinnati tickets will not be able to be transferred to anyone until 24 hours before the game. So I know I use uh, I used to like to use a site called NFL Ticket Exchange, which is basically where your season ticket holders who uh, own those seats. Uh, they can go ahead and they can sell their tickets on NFL Ticket Exchange and you can purchase your ticket for the game. So under normal circumstances, if the ticket holder goes ahead and wants to put it on NFL Ticket Exchange at any time, any any fan of any team can go ahead and purchase it. But Miss Ellenberger... She wanted to take it upon herself to try to make it a little bit more difficult, make a Bengals fan maybe less interested in wanting to attend the game at Nissan Stadium by not letting you be able to purchase the ticket until 24 hours in advance and for it to be able to be transferred uh, by a a Titans season ticket holder. So that's the the mess that they they've tried to do. I think this will be even more fun for Bengals fans once we win this game and march on to the AFC Championship game and down the number 1 seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. This will be 
uh, memes, and I'm sure she will be a part of it, uh, making fun of Miss Brooke Ellenberger, everyone. So that's that's kind of funny. I think all Bengals fans will get a little chuckle out of that. And let's just dive into the keys to victory and how the Bengals can go ahead and pick up this slight upset of the Tennessee Titans, the number one overall seed. All right, so keys to victory. The Bengals must keep Derrick Henry in check. I'd say yardage-wise, keep him under 100 yards. I know you might give up a touchdown here, but one touchdown, that's it. That's that's the stat line where you know even if Derrick Henry gets that close to 100 yards, that's not an explosive game for him. And I'm thinking coming off of nine games, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of Titans fans, but it's not realistic to ask a player that's been injured that's off coming off a broken foot just to pick up where he left off at such a historical run that he was on. You know, basically at eight games, this guy was was trending towards 1,000 yards already. So that's where I, I just don't feel, you know, the conditioning, it's not there. You're just starting to go through contact drills this week. Not realistic, and the Bengals have to do their damnedest to bottle to bottle up Derrick Henry and keep him in between the tackles where you have your, your linebackers, your D tackles who can make plays and don't let him get onto the outside where now you're going into the secondary and you're asking some of our cornerbacks to hit that behemoth in the open field. Okay. And then let's talk about the secondary. I discipline for the secondary. This is a run-heavy team. So when you think about that, the tendency for your secondary, um, your back end, your linebackers and secondaries, they want to start creeping up. They want to start cheating, looking into the backfield, walking up closer to the line of scrimmage. And then what happens is you kind of get go to sleep, and then the next thing you know, the ball's going over your head deep because you're creeping up. And the wide receivers, A.J. Brown and Julio, off of that play action where the play action is where you're going to see the quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. He's going to fake like he's handing the ball to Derrick Henry, and then he's going to go and keep the ball and then try to go deep. So that's that's where your, your safeties, uh, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, who is more of a run defender and a blitzer for us, uh, Von Bell, he's got to remain disciplined. Definitely have to do that. And then moving right along, you're talking about Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. You're going to have to jam these wide receivers. You can't give them free releases. Uh, These two wide receivers kind of remind me of a game when we played the Chargers, when the Chargers had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, These guys can basically, they're built like power forwards and they can play basketball and box out to get reception. So that is my concern. That is where you look at a Chidobe, Cheeto, a Wouzier. You got to get your head around when that ball is in the air and make a play on the ball. And when you think about a 
Eli Apple. You've got to be disciplined. You cannot hold. you got to go stride for stride with the receiver and get your head around and make a play on the ball. So the, the, the secondary, this is imperative because not only is it just Derrick Henry, you got to worry about coming up as a defensive back to, to help to get him down on the ground, but you also got to think about Tennessee has some great wide receivers. Julio Jones, he may not be the same guy that he was in Atlanta, but he had a, end of, a good end-of-the-season regular game, uh, regular season game. He was a little bit injured, but he's starting to come into his own, rounding in the shape. I'm sure the, the extra week, the bye week, also helped for Julio Jones and A.J. Brown we know is a monster, a straight-up monster, and, and you don't want to get him in rhythm uh, you want to deny him. You want to jam him at the line of scrimmage. When I say jam the wide receiver with the NFL, the way the league's rules are today, within five yards at the line of scrimmage, the cornerback can go ahead and jam him and reroute him. So that throws him off of his route. So the timing between Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown can be off. That is definitely a key to this game. And then, like I said, and I'll, I'll, punch, I'll touch upon it again, Derrick Henry and these other running backs that the Titans have, keep them in between the tackles. These are big guys, but if they get into the flats, outside, off the tackles we're in, and coming down at cornerbacks, you know, sometimes I hate to say it, a cornerback is going to want to make a business decision. Do I want to? Do I want to try to tackle this guy? So... You know, you got to take the legs out as they with these rules. But some cornerbacks are going to make a business business decision in whiff because they don't want to tackle those those big behemoth running backs that that the Titans pose for the Bengals. And then moving along for the Bengals offense. Early on, I think just to to kind of fill and play that chess match between Mike Vrabel and this Titans defense. You're going to want to work the short passing game to compensate for the Bengals offensive line and then also the Titans dominant defense that really they rely on their front four and they generate pressure with their front four. Because let's say let's say this, uh, Bengals fans, if the protection can hold up for Joe Burrow, the Titans have one of the lower rated secondaries against the pass in the NFL. And if they decide they want to go ahead and try to double Jamar Chase, man, oh man, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, C.J. Uzama, they are going to have a field day. So I say starting off, short passing game, get your screens, uh, the jet sweeps like you saw a little bit with Jamar Chase, uh, with Tyler Boyd. Get those going because that that is basically like also the run game. Also work in Joe Mixon with the screen game. We saw that in the Oakland game. He was very effective. Excuse me, the Oakland game, but the Las Vegas game, working him in the screen game, that can almost be the same thing as the run game if the run blocking is not there to keep Mixon involved and keep him as a threat and to keep the Titans' defense off it. Uh, honest. And then Jamar Chase, our, our weapon, Weapon X, 
move him around almost to the point of what the 49ers do with Debo Samuel, which we've seen, we saw against the Raiders in the playoff game. Have Jamar Chase in the slot, have him split wide, have him at running back. When you have a guy with this kind of talent in Jamar Chase, you want to get him as many touches as possible in different positions so the Titans defense cannot key on him. You know, if you keep him just out wide, it makes it easier to defend. I'm sure the Titans will put a cornerback and they'll keep a safety as a spy to double team chase. So that's why you want to move him around in the formations and create mismatches for Jamar Chase to win and have those explosive plays that we've seen over the past few weeks. And then also for Joey Franchise, Joe Burrow, be patient early on. If the Titans are, are willing, they're playing that shell and they're saying, hey, we'll, we're not going to let you beat us deep. We will see how patient you're willing to be and take Tyler Boyd over the middle for eight and 10 yards a pop. CJ Usama, T. Higgins, take that. It still moves the chains. It doesn't have to be the 30-yard, 40-yard bomb. That will come later on as the defense gets tired. All right? And then what is a quarterback's best friend to also get him in rhythm? Joe Mixon. This offensive line, they've got to create some running lanes. So Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, I feel like if he gets to around 80, 90 yards, a touchdown or two, the Bengals win this ball game. Establish the line of scrimmage, both lines. Offensive line, keep Joe Burrow clean. And Bengals fans, we are marching on to the AFC Championship game between either the Kansas City Chiefs or Buffalo Bills. We've already beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and I feel good even if we had to play the Buffalo Bills. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, who day? Let's get this win. Let's march on to the AFC Championship. Everybody down there in Nashville, enjoy. Have fun. Let's get this win, man. Just win. That's, that's, that's all we care about. Survive and advance in the playoffs to the next round. Who they?